Good morning. Probably at about a thousand churches this morning, preachers are giving a homily about the virtues of contemplation versus action, of Martha versus Mary, and which one is better. And truth be told, both are actually needed. So to gain a deeper sense of what this gospel is all about, I think we have to step back and take a look, a broader look, as to where we are in Luke's gospel. See, many of us spend this month of July on vacation visiting family and friends. And the church's lectionary is centered on hospitality and discipleship that is found in the 10th chapter of Luke. As the Gospels of the four Sundays of July, they kind of provide us guidelines of what we're called to do as followers of Christ. If you remember a few weeks back, we started with Christ appointing and 72, sending out 72 disciples to do his work. He warns them that the road will not always be easy, and that they will not always be accepted. Still, they were asked to drop everything and go bring peace to the households. With this, we too are reminded that our baptism calls us to be present and to minister to those we meet and those we visit, knowing that many of our journeys will be difficult. Last week, Luke's Gospel gave us the greatest commandment, we're to love our Lord, our God, with all our heart, being, strength, and mind. That we're to love our neighbor with mercy and compassion. Especially those who are different than us. Those who are kind of outside our circles. Those who live on the margins. Those who suffer on our borders. Especially the children. Next week, Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray to the Father, giving us the prayer we still use to this day. So as you can see, during these weeks of July, we're given the basic tools of discipleship. We're called forth. We're given foundational commandments. We're taught how to pray to our God. So with all that, how does this story of Martha and Mary kind of fit in? The gospel finds Jesus entering a village. He's being welcomed by Martha, who's fulfilling the traditional role of a Jewish woman by preparing a meal. Meanwhile, her sister Mary but she breaks with Jewish law. She dares to sit at a taking a disciple's position at the feet of Jesus. So you got to remember, this is first century Jerusalem. It's a time where the Torah was never taught to women. They were deemed second-class citizens. So it's important to note how Jesus is acting contrary to Jewish norms by being alone with Jewish women who are not his relatives and by teaching the women in her own home. So by his behavior, there's this clear underlying message that Jesus is giving everyone. Status quo is no longer. There's no separation of men and women. And the word of God is for all. In short, by Jesus telling Martha that Mary's chosen a better way, and by breaking with Jewish law and allowing Mary to sit at his feet, he makes it really clear that all are called to hear his words. All are called to his table. All are called to his teachings. This is so central to our own discipleship. And this theme of table ministry and hospitality is what Luke weaves through his entire gospel. For he mentions home and house some 28 times in his gospel, much more than Mark or Matthew ever do. See, I, this is why I feel we're given this story of Martha and Mary embedded into this 10th chapter 
which is focused on discipleship. Pure definition of hospitality is the cordial and generous relationship between guests and the host. Henry Nouwen wrote that hospitality offers us the opportunity to deepen and broader our insight in our relationship to our fellow human beings. Thus, it's core to discipleship. Christ never asked us to worship him. He just always called for us to follow him, which means we're to welcome to our physical and proverbial tables our family, our community, and the stranger in our lives, and thus foster the flow of God's abundant love. For five weeks this summer, my youngest son Jacob and his wife Mary are in the country of Lesotho. It's a tiny landlocked country surrounded by South Africa. Mary's returning there to continue her research for her PhD, MD research, working with the women in that country, a country that has the highest rates of HIV. Right now it's winter time there. Recently they traveled from the major city up to about 9,000 feet to the tiny villages in the outskirts. And there they were welcomed by families that Mary has met on previous trips. And indifferent to how little the families have, and they do have little, the table is always set, and food and love and stories are shared, illuminating God's presence. Not unlike many cultures around the world, in Lesotho, it's not about what you have and hold on to. It's about how others are welcome and the extension of one's table to others, which is core to their faith in God and their love for others. Jake and Mary have developed a great love for the, the Satos, the people of Lesotho, and they tell the story of another visitor. Brenda was traveling to visit her friend Machabello and after having arrived at her house, Brenda found her at table in the courtyard carving a pumpkin. It was winter and pumpkin harvesting time, and since pumpkins keep well, they're the main vegetable and with the basoto eat during the winter. What a bad harvest, Machabella said after they exchanged greetings. More than half the pumpkins rotted in my field, and these eight are the only ones I have to keep me for the winter. Time passed as her conversation flowed from talk of pumpkins to other topics. When Brenda rose to leave, Machabella reached for one of her pumpkins on the wall and handed it to Brenda. Brenda protested, you just told me these are all that you have for the rest of the winter. Machabella laughed. We Basoto know that this is the way to do it. Next year, I, I may have nothing in my field, and if I don't share with you now, who will share with me then? Still smiling, Machabella took the pumpkin back from Brenda, cut it in half. Here, she said, you take this half. You give the other half to your neighbor. No matter how much food you have or how many guests you have, food will go around when you share it. It goes around. It always does. No doubt the Basoto understand and actively practice this message Christ gives us in today's gospel. If you see, this gospel of Martha and Mary is not one that was written necessarily to show that a contemplative life is superior to one that's filled with action. 
or that Jesus necessarily prefers prayer over the preparation of a meal. Rather, this gospel, which tells us that the radical steps Jesus took to bring his teachings to the home of Martha and Mary are to remind us that as baptized Christians, we're all called to discipleship. We're invited to partake of God's radical hospitality. And we are all sent to transform relationships with family, neighbor, and community. Those like us, and especially those not like us. So that we can multiply the love and mercy of the risen Lord.